Hello and welcome to The Silver King's War. I'm Michael Sievers, the writer, producer, and creator of this podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Today we continue in the epilogue for Dearest Ones, the letters that our hero, the Silver King, wrote to his family throughout the war. It's early April 1944, and Stanley's training continues to increase. April and May will be very busy months for our hero. He writes to his family briefly on April 5th because he's had to demonstrate to his pilot and co-pilot how to use the Norden bombsite as he writes, I spent the afternoon on the bomb trainer trying to teach my pilot and co-pilot how to bomb. They didn't know anything about the bomb site, so I had to be the teacher. It was plenty difficult trying to explain to them what makes it tick. I didn't think I would be a good instructor, as I haven't the patience. However, I think I gave them a pretty good idea of bombing. As the Silver King's son, decades later, I can tell you, as a faithful follower, that Stanley, my dad, was perhaps the most patient person I've ever known in my life. I can recall hours of learning, whether it was a bicycle and being a rider, or sitting at the kitchen table trying to solve algebra problems. My sister Cindy and I were the beneficiaries of a a gifted and patient man who was very smart and willing to help us learn our way in the world. After Stanley's training for his pilot and co-pilot on the Norden bombsite, he went home to Birmingham for a nice visit, and he described it as, every minute of my short stay was absolutely perfect. He concludes the letter after Birmingham and the visit. As I write this, I have the radio playing. It sounds swell and really helps to cheer the place. Thanks a million for having it fixed for me. There isn't any other news. I'll try writing every day. You do the same. Tell Ida the meals were perfect. I enjoyed them immensely. Love to Ida. Keep well. As you know, Throughout the Silver King's writing, he closes almost every letter with a sentence that says simply, Love to Ida. Ida May was the Silverfield's housekeeper and cook extraordinaire. She played a very large role in raising our hero, the Silver King, and I really believe that Ida May's influence extended to Stanley's life as an up-and-coming young man and allowed him to understand that it was possible to treat people with great respect and offer them love and sincerity as a token of appreciation. As Stanley's flying days increased... He was flying in four versions of the 
B-25, which was the Mitchell bomber named for Billy Mitchell. And of course, the irony of those training hours and days was that Glenn Martin, as you may remember, built a relationship with Billy Mitchell that began after World War I. And as the nation prepared for World War II, it became clear that Glenn Martin's B-26 would compete with Mitchell's B-25. They were medium-range bombers with different designs. The Silver King's flying lessons included versions of the politics between pilots. He wrote to his family that while I was on leave, my pilot had a couple of cross-country missions and had to use another navigator. The boys told me he was kind of sore about it. Well, that isn't my worry, though now I suppose I'll be flying every time I go to the line. There is definitely something in the air. I don't know what, but things have begun to speed up a bit. Only time will tell. The king's instincts were, as usual, very good, and things were changing. What was happening, unbeknownst to him and his guys, of course, was that the Allies were preparing daily and intensively for what became the D-Day invasion of Normandy on the coast of France on June 6th of 1944. Stanley was writing to his family in mid-April. And then our hero, the Silver King, writes a three-page letter to celebrate his birthday on Sunday, April 23, 1944. Dearest ones, well, today I am a man. Often I wondered how it would feel being 21. Now I'm disappointed because I don't feel any difference. That is, other than being lonesome for you all. Thanks a million for your wonderful gifts. It never fails that you always send exactly what I need. Stanley continues, I've had a grand birthday, and it's a swell feeling to know so many people are thinking about you. I received a beautiful Parker 51 fountain pen from Bluma May and a bulletproof prayer book from Aunt Lena. And of course, around his birthday, he's been busy. As he writes, This has been a busy week for me. They are just about flying the pants off of me. If the weather hadn't saved me a couple of times, I would have been a dead duck by now. Friday and Saturday, I dropped some bombs. And between being a navigator and a bombardier, I'm a pretty busy guy. On Saturday, April 29, 1944, the king wrote that he had finally flown that cross-country mission last night, and after we got back, we found out we weren't even supposed to go. Since the mission was strictly navigation, our co-pilot wasn't scheduled to go with us, because in order to navigate, I must sit in the co-pilot's seat if the nose is blacked out. Well, I haven't been checked out as a co-pilot, so it was against regulations for us to take off. Of course, we didn't know about this and flew a swell mission regardless. With the aid of my pilot, I performed the duties without any trouble. 
Nevertheless, a Czech pilot will check me out tomorrow morning. Stanley continues to work with his pilot and co-pilot in the bomb trainer so that they can understand how to use the Norden bombsite. He said that they're starting to get along much better and that his pilot seems to be softening and his co-pilot has been a regular fellow from the beginning. The king, through his writing, acknowledges that the chemistry within a bomber crew takes time to establish before everybody's feeling good about who's driving the ship and what everybody's job is. Stanley writes a significant letter to his family on Sunday, April 30th, 1944. Dearest ones, disappointed because of not hearing from you again today. You've been swell about writing, and when I don't hear, I worry. I do hope you're well, and all is okay. Please write as often as you can. And our hero, true to form, has buried the lead of an important story. He writes, I just flew a local transitional mission for four hours this morning. My pilot checked me out on the duties of a co-pilot, and I flew the plane all over the sky. It was a big thrill for me, as it had been a long time since I had been at the controls. Now, I'm officially a co-pilot, among other duties. Quite a versatile guy, aren't I? Bombardier, navigator, co-pilot, and gunner. Just a one-man crew. Flying was canceled tonight, surprising us all. It seems someone got kind-hearted all at once. Since tomorrow is payday, I'll be in town tomorrow night to do some shopping. So if I don't call, you'll know why. If it's at all possible, though, I'll try. I'm fine and looking forward anxiously to our weekend together. I hope you're well. Let me know of your plans. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. These two letters, written consecutively on April 29th and 30th, 1944, practically a year to the day from when the Silver King washed out of pilot school in Lakeland, Florida. Now, one year later, our hero is officially a co-pilot. Stanley never wrote about the irony of the distance in this one year, where in Lakeland, Florida, at the end of April 1943, he was heartbroken. He had failed in his attempt to become a pilot in the Air Corps. And now in late April of 1944, he has checked out as a co-pilot, and literally, he's flying high again. As our hero, the Silver King's spirits soar once again, we have reached the end of this epilogue in Dearest Ones, Part 14. And you are listening to The Silver King's War.